Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's sound? How's sound? Speed! Alright, guys. Alright, one take. Alright, mark it. Alright. Action! Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film in You Win Show. I like movies. Big, big movies. Big movies. It's floating pictures. It's so great. Movies. So join us, everybody, for the Film in You Win Show. Well, hey, everyone. It's Film in You Win. How are you guys doing? How are all the lovers out there? Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and uh, Juliet and myself watched a really good smooch fest. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Sat on different couches and Di- watched it. <laughs> different couches, <laughs> drink some soda. Yep. Uh, some pop. And some pop, depending on which region <laughs> of the states you're in. We watched this uh, this Gary Marshall gem yeah. Valentine's Day. Not yeah. to be confused, I told my dad I was going to... That you and I were going to cover uh, Valentine's Day. And he's like, is that a horror movie? <laughs> Not there's the a... Valentine's Day Massacre. No, but there's a horror movie with like, Denise Richards called Valentine's Day, right? Oh, wow. We Isn't should there? watch that. Ah, I should have fact-checked that earlier. <laughs> All right, maybe. Uh, okay. I've watched this movie twice now. So <laughs> I got notes. This movie's from 2010. Yeah. It's a really booming year for movies. Uh, Gary Marshall is at the peak of his ensemble casted films yeah. around this time. What, what did you think about the 2010? What was hot that year? We've had some really good classics come out in 2010. We had Inception, Black Ooh. Swan, Kick-Ass, True Grit, mm-hmm. 127 Hours, which is about the runtime of Valentine's Day. Mm. So I was confused. God, this movie was really long. Um, also around this time, uh, Harry Potter 7 came out. Ooh. So around this time, that was the very the beginning of the end of Harry Potter. So that's why I didn't see this movie in the theater. I was very focused. You were seeing Harry Potter 7 for the 18th time. I was. Um, yeah, this movie came out uh, kind of around that like lull time. It came out around February, go figure, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. uh, 2010. And this was one of those ensemble cast movies. Like the late 90s, early 2000s kind of had some great examples, and they really pulled off these solid intersecting stories like Pulp Fiction, Magnolia. And then, like, the 2010s is when they started doing, like, the rom-coms that were these intersecting storylines. It kind of kicked off with Love Actually in 03, and then He's Just Not That Into You, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, all those movies started coming out, and they just, they, they didn't cut it. They didn't have the same, like excitement as the dramas and the action movies did i think 2003 love actually was like kind of the disease and this started spreading of oh this is really cool we can Mm -hmm. have multiple storylines going with a bunch of Mm a-listers you don't have to pay them that much because you get an a-lister for two days there's going to be a bunch of coincidences that's going to tie all these stories together and Mm -hmm. just and it's always taking place usually over like a day or like a span of like a weekend where it's just some, like... It's only a couple locations. Like New Year's Eve is just on New Year's Eve. Valentine's Day, this movie just takes place in one whole day. <laughs> Mother's one crazy Day, day just in one LA. day. And, of course, Gary Marshall, uh, of course, he passed away um, in 2016. But mm-hmm. up to that point, his last three movies were Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, and then Mother's Day. So yeah. Gary Marshall is who also directed Pretty Woman. No, so. no, no, no. Oh, wait, you're right, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, he did Pretty Woman back in the 19, 1990 with Julia Roberts. In the 1990. In the 1990 uh, with Julia Roberts. I call her Julia Roberts, um, who's also in this movie. 
overall valentine's day i think this is as advertised um I've, yeah w- nothing really shocking coming out to you here it's yeah as it's quite you, the cast quite the cast um do you want to kind of have like um, a little competition right now before we get into the film focus of how many people we can name back and forth in the cast yeah, yeah. so i'll start it off ashton kutcher jessica alba jessica beale jennifer garner patrick dempsey Hector Elizondo. Whoa. George Lopez. Shirley MacLaine. Did you say Jennifer Gardner? Sure did. <sighs> but I said her name right. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Come on, pressure's on. <laughs> Julia Roberts. Ooh. Bradley Cooper. Eric Dane. Ooh. Patrick Dempsey's twin brother. No. Uh, Pat Dempsey. No. Um, I no, 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 no. Uh, that was just <laughs> that was for comical effect. Um, <laughs> the guy from Criminal Minds. Joe Mantegna? Yeah, he's in the beginning. Agent Rossi. He is. Um, Wait, when do you lose? Like when... Topher Grace. Anne Hathaway. Queen Latifah. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts' boyfriend. Nope. When do you lose? Because you (laughs) lost so many times. This is our show. I can't lose. (laughs) Um, I think think you win. All right. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people... Taylor... Taylor uh, Swift, Swift, Taylor, Taylor Lautner. Taylor so Lautner. I would have beaten you because I know all of those kids' Taylor, names. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor <laughs> kissing in that movie. Um, Taylor on Taylor action. They were actually dating at that time. I think we covered... Oh, Kathy Bates. Okay, you already lost. I did already lose. But I think we covered some ground there. There's a lot of people. Yes. Um, a lot of people in this. Yeah. Where was this movie set? Because I feel like they never sat it. This movie was clearly set in New York. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. Yeah, yeah. No, Louisiana. They kept saying L.A. They kept saying L.A. over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, they, this movie really wanted you to know that this is Valentine's Day in L.A. for mm-hmm. some reason. Like, uh, but I magical don't know. L.A. where it is totally warm and summery in February is, and light out all the time. Yeah, that's true. I guess you don't want to do like a Valentine's Day movie in like Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You we know? should write that. They're shoveling. You'd be my Valentine. Now I gotta shovel the driveway. No. Wait, I can't even tell if you're a boy or a girl. You're wearing so many clothes. I can't even make it to the flower shop today. <laughs> Schools are canceled. No one falls in love. Anyways, no, it's this a This movie is two so. hours long. Uh, yeah, so I fell short in the 127-hour joke then. So. <laughs> All right. Um, of course, everyone, we're going to get into the film focus and... Julia, because this is like your favorite movie, I'm going to just have you kind of explain what's going on in this movie. Obviously, there's going to be spoilers for Valentine's Day. If you really are clicking on this, like, I want to see what they think about Valentine's Day and you haven't watched it yet, what are you doing, doofus? Yeah. Go buy some diamonds or flowers (laughs) for Um, your person. Let's do it. Let's go into the film focus. Hey, hey, hocus pocus, it's the film focus. All right, so do you want to kind of maybe introduce it a little better and do it like the radio personality that narrates the amazing narration that starts? Like, how would you want to, like, narrate it? All right, all you lovers out there, it is that special day. I know you're all listening. If we want to fast forward to the ending, I gotta say, it's really interesting when they tie in this narrator at the end. Um, and he says, only a few minutes left of this special day. Like, as the movie's ending, like... Is, is there it, a countdown on Valentine's Day for know. people? I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, man, it's 1130. Like, 
this is Valentine's such a, Day is over. Now I'm gonna have to wait another 365. Meh. Um, yeah, like there's a countdown. Yeah, he's really into it. Uh, that's actually something that I've noticed Gary Marshall's done in a couple other things. I think he had a nondescript narrator in New Year's Eve, um, at the beginning and end, talking about the ball drop. It might have been Hillary Swank. It might have been uh, Dumel or whoever the hell that was, but. Uh, he also, the, he kind of had it in Pretty Woman, this guy that was like, welcome to Hollywood. Everybody knows your name in Hollywood. At the beginning and the end, he <laughs> was just like thing. this homeless guy outside of Julia Roberts' apartment. Only a few more minutes left on this magical day. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Also that there's a radio personality named Romeo that loves Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's like as a radio DJ, this is his day. <laughs> this is the only day he works. He's actually super poor. Can you imagine if... Uh, <laughs> No, it's not the only day he works, but this is his day, though, where his name really pays <laughs> off on the radio. Yeah. Um, also, working long hours. He's he's there for the morning AM show, and then he's also wrapping it up in the evening. But I'd like to say Kathy Bates, too. Kathy Bates plays Jamie Foxx's boss, and early morning, there they are at the news station. Yeah. And at the end of the night, right before midnight, there she is, still at work. Still Still working. We got a lot of storylines. Yeah, to get it's through. like nine so, intersecting stories. I think it is. So I think we should stop talking about Romeo. He's least, not even one of the stories. He's not. He's just a beautiful. We've created our own story. He's a voice that's smooth like butter to talk about Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess our first story kicks off with Ashton Kutcher. Um, they wake up in bed. That's important. I mean, that's where most people wake up. But yes, they do wake up in bed. Uh, white sheets. White pajamas, white nighty, like everything is very white. And then there's blood stains in the sheets because he had stabbed Jessica Alba. That would have been a better movie. I think that's the Denise Richards movie your dad thought we were watching. Oh, sorry. Crossing this Uh, But yeah, he's got this workaholic girlfriend, Jessica Alba, and he decides to propose to her. And then when she says yes, is just shocked and thrilled and excited. Is that like normal? Well, I don't. I've never proposed to anyone before. Okay. Um, have you ever been proposed to? I have not. Okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if um, sneaking around while your significant other is sleeping to kind of creepily move a ring into her hand, like she's laid over, she's sleeping, slides the ring in her hand, like, you know, you don't want to wake someone up with like a big moment like that. Like maybe do it over breakfast when you had right. some coffee. Right. Kind of a little like... Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like more like entrapment. Like, like we kicked you. off this movie with full on cheese. But they live together. It seems like mm-hmm. not a surprise to him. He's finally got the strength to do it. It seemed like a surprise to him though, because he's like bursting through the doors. Like she said yes. Like it seemed like he was surprised. Like happy surprised, but surprised in like a yeah. Like there was a chance she would have said no. Yeah, and then he goes about his day and meets his coworker or one of his employees, I guess, yeah. uh, George Lopez, who's just fishing outside his apartment complex. Pretty I, normal thing to do. Yeah, I do that before every work day. In fairness, in in L.A., which this movie takes place in, um, that is the best place to fish, though, is at the apartment complex. Oh. The, the L.A. River is dry, <laughs> so you have to go to Ashton Kutcher's apartment complex <laughs> to go fish over his little bridge area. But George Lopez is surprised as well. Yeah. That she's. Uh, but he's said more yes. surprised in like a really? She said yes. Whereas like Ashton's like, she said yes. Like, oh, don't no. propose if you don't think she's going to say yes. A lot of people later when we get to his flower shop or Everyone's surprised. like, really? 
Even his best friend's like, did she? Yeah. So Ash and Kutcher proposes, boom, we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. Um, He leaves a message for his best friend, Julia, who we find out is Jennifer Garner. Alias. Her alias is Julia Fitzpatrick in this movie. I call her uh, Jennifer X. Affleck. That's actually what I call her now. Poor Jen. Valentine's Day. Poor Jen Um, I wonder what she's doing this Valentine's Day. She's waking up and in a bed as well. She's also in a bed. Everyone wakes up in beds. They do. It's crazy with this movie. She's in a little cute pink nightie. Um... And her boyfriend, Patrick Dempsey, is a juggling heart surgeon. But, of course, he's got to go to San Francisco this morning to save someone's life. Right now, we're two for two also with women waking up in bed uh, with full mm-hmm. makeup on. It's awesome. Yeah. So Patrick Dempsey's this uh, heart surgeon. And, a juggling heart surgeon. And he likes to juggle apples before he eats them. Right. Which is a normal thing. Yeah. I normally, uh, you know, juggle some scrambled eggs. I mean, I don't like to do anything unless I juggle first a little bit. Yeah, and she's sad because he's her valentine, but he's got to go. I also wanted to say uh, juggling a heart surgeon sounds kind of different in context. <laughs> he's a surgeon that loves to juggle hearts. Yeah, you know? he, well, he's to, to change the hearts out, he juggles them. So you, so you think he takes the heart from the one guy and then like juggles it into the to other To avoid one. confusion, we should say he's a heart surgeon who also juggles. Who also juggles. And other, we say, other objects that are not we've hearts. We've said juggle a lot. Because they say juggle a lot in this movie. Oh, they bring it up. We'll talk about all the juggles. <laughs> Stay tuned. A little bit later, she goes to talk to her friend Ashton Kutcher because he had that big surprise to tell her. He tells her that he's engaged and she's like, really? Okay, cool. So, And Ashton Kutcher has this uh, floral shop, you know. Yeah, he's, he has he's a, a flower shop. The best flower shop. Yeah, it's uh, business is booming. Everyone's excited about the big news and she comes in. And... Did you find it weird that he was buying the flowers to sell on Valentine's Day from the flower mart he was the sell- morning of Valentine's Day. Like, you should have gotten those yesterday. So I was confused about that because I thought that was happening. But then when he gets on, because uh, um, we didn't talk about Jamie Foxx yet. Because um, Jamie Foxx is the number two sports reporter. So he's there doing interviews at the place. Yeah, he's B-list. Kathy Bates basically was like, I need you to do fluff pieces yeah. today on Valentine's Day. And he's like, but I'm a sports reporter. And she's like, yeah, but I need you to do fluff pieces I don't know a lot about sports, but is that normal for the sports reporter to do the fluff piece? It's normal for a uh, just general reporter, but generally if the if the person's job is to cover sports, he's not covering um, uh, love on Valentine's right. Day unless it's sports related. I would <laughs> so think random. there's another story to cover. They're in L.A. <laughs> there's some sports. So I wasn't clear, though, going back to Ashton Kutcher, if um, he was selling the flowers no he was buying flowers in the morning because he like, says he says a weird line i'm not gonna watch the movie a third time but he says a weird line <laughs> of like well yeah i provide the flowers here or something like that at this market so oh. but i don't know honestly i don't want to get hung up on that Who yeah cares? i don't think it matters um, um what matters is that that was his first stop of the morning like got out of bed proposed to his girlfriend it's time for work first stop the flower mart where he runs into jamie fox ends yeah. up getting himself on tv yeah, and then he gets a little business because mm-hmm. business is just booming now. Booming because everybody waited until Valentine's Day to go buy flowers at, I guess, the one flower shop? Right. I order my flowers online. 
That's nice. I don't go to Ashton Kutcher's shop. But that's the thing. Slash like, bakery. I'm pretty so. sure that's what people do. They go 1-800-Flowers and get their flowers for Valentine's Who's not Day. a sponsor of this show yet, so do not give them a shout out. <laughs> but if you'd like to sponsor. Um, sponsor a Valentine episode. So, yeah. And it's also a bakery, which I haven't been to that many uh, flower shops where it's also like you can get coffee. Yeah, it was like a cafe flower shop. Cafe flower shop. Yeah. And, you know, Jennifer Gardner, of course, is a surprise as well. That, so surprised. That and he's like, why is everyone surprised? And uh, yeah, and she's like, anyways, I met a guy. He's the one. <laughs> My guy, you're gonna meet him. Here's his name. Like setting this whole thing up. Yeah. So, but then like she goes, and then he tells her to go fly to San Francisco to be with this guy because he's all like love obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, he says, go go to him, be with him on Valentine's Day in San Francisco. And she's like, I can totally afford a last-minute flight. She's a teacher, by the way. So yeah. the teacher's salary is pretty good in L.A. What and time is it at this point? The Don't even really stress about it, because the time makes no sense. She was able to wake <laughs> up with Patrick Dempsey, juggler, heart guy, yeah. and make it over to the bakery. And mm-hmm. then she was able to then make it by not being late, because we find out that she's an elementary school teacher. Right. And then she has enough time when she's done teaching to then go fly to San Francisco to go surprise him. So right. And she has time during the teaching day to get online and book a ticket. The way these days work are how sometimes my lazy days I wish would work where time would kind of just <laughs> stop and I could nap for like three hours. But I didn't miss most of the day, but I feel like I got a good amount of sleep. Yeah. Uh, I could get a lot done in this day. We're, uh, yeah, other than that, or people just taking so much Adderall and there was no traffic today. Yeah. So, I've, I've been to LA. I've yeah. lived there for a little it's bit. It's also a Monday. We should we should make sure everyone knows. So they keep saying Monday. It's, it's Monday specific in that movie? Yeah, they've said it a couple times. Oh, yeah, because one person says, I thought Valentine's is always on a Thursday. And they're like, yeah. bro, that's Thanksgiving. Bro. <laughs> Anyways... We'll talk about Jennifer Gardner later. Um, but, what happens with her? Yeah. Well, we also found out that uh, Patrick Dempsey did not go to San Francisco. Yeah. So she calls him after she leaves the flower shop and she tells, yeah. um, she's like, hey, how are you? He's like, oh, honey, I'm just pulling up to the airport. I'll call you later. She's like, okay, bye, Valentine. And he doesn't pull up to the airport. He pulls up to a big fancy house. Now, in fairness, this could be a weird airport that just looks like his house. Right. But, spoiler, I don't know what the in it's LA not. Like. His wife's uh, in the hot tub in the back, and his daughter's working on some again, homework in the backyard. What time is it? I don't know. I guess she doesn't work. School like, must start at noon yeah. or something. Uh, okay. Maybe they're child actor long. Yeah, and he there. shows up, and um, daughter's. He juggles. he juggles as well. Daughter says, Did you save some hearts today, Danny? Did you fix all the broken hearts? That I was believe, it. Is oh. her exact line. Yeah. Yeah, and then he juggles. You're right. He juggles, and Ma and, and Mom, Mom says, "Isn't he a good juggler?" Patrick Dempsey cheats in a lot of stuff he's in, by the way. Yeah. Right. I think so. Grey's Anatomy was a cheater. Right. I, feel I like think he's trying like to a... like get away from his "Can't Buy Me Love" image from the '80s yeah. by just being a cheater and everything. <laughs> Maybe. Also plays doctor a lot. He plays a cheating doctor. Yeah. He's two he for two. He looks like a you know. He's got um, that look. Okay, so enough about this cheating juggler. Um, <laughs> we also need to meet another couple that's waking up in bed right now. Um, yeah, the new couple. We've got... Um, Eric, Eric Foreman from Eric that 70s Foreman show is, is sleeping. He's sleeping in this bed this time. <laughs> yes. And then Princess Diaries comes over uh, and starts taking his picture with the Polaroid. Yeah, wearing his shirt. And they've also just in makeup. Hooked up. Yeah, also in makeup. They've just hooked up for the first time. I guess they've been like flirting for a while. 
and now they did it. Yeah, so uh, I think we find out later that they've been dating for a couple weeks now, like seeing yeah, each other, they've known been, each other for a couple weeks. But this last was the, night, this, this was, was the, the night. They did it. This is the night when he juggled into her. <laughs> and uh, not everyone is a juggler in this movie. We should be clear. It should be called Juggler's Day. <laughs> so. But she's got to go. She's late uh, for yeah, work. Yeah, she's late for work, which I'm guessing her work starts at 9. So this is the first time that it's like, okay, now we kind of know what time it is. I don't know about you, but school started at 7.35 in the morning for yeah, me. Yeah, school's early. But like so. she works for an agency as a temp, like a receptionist. And her boss shows up Oh, that's she's her job? already there. Yeah. So her- you're going to talk about that job first? You're not talking about the other job that she I has. Just, I want to. I want us to know like what time it is right yeah. now. I'm okay, really gotcha. focused on this. And so her boss is kind of walking in, and she's already there and settled. So I guess she was supposed to start at nine, and maybe her boss starts at like ten or something. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but yes. Why don't you? Well, let us in on what her she, other job is. Well, she's late, so on the way to work, she hops on her moped, and she's got this uh, sexy ringtone, which I believe Topher Grace goes, oh, is that disco? <laughs> and uh, she leaves, and then he proceeds to uh, do some layups with a basketball hoop in his apartment. Yeah, why? Why? I don't know. If I had a basketball hoop, I'd do a few layups. With your clothes? <laughs> his laundry hamper. Yeah, I guess. So I don't know. But as she's on her <laughs> moped, the phone keeps ringing, really frantic. You can't tell where she's going, but she pulls over on the side of the road, and she's she's straight out just doing a phone sex line. Yeah. And she goes right into it. She uses this really interesting, like, southern charm yeah. kind of, oh, hi. I can't oh, do it. Hi. Oh, I'm hi. Drinking, I'm drinking some of that. She actually is from Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, L.A. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, she's getting all sexed up on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, and this is her job. So mm-hmm. she's working at a temp agency, but she makes most of her cash uh, answering phone calls. Well, because she's a poetry major with a $100,000 loan. Yeah. Uh, because that's how much you should spend to be a poetry <laughs> we, major. We do learn about her horrible <laughs> debt, and I guess the phone sex line really is paying off. Yeah. Which at one point she also does incorporate that into the work line as well. Yeah. Queen Latifah, who's her boss. Yeah. Why are you letting them call your work line? Give like you have a cell phone number. It's yeah. so strange. And it's also really amazing throughout this movie. She's always in random times like, oh, I gotta take this phone call again. Right. I gotta take this phone. It kind of seems like it's very a la carte when she's working. Mm-hmm. Um, but she always does it in the most public of places, yeah. especially at a place of employment. But always is shocked, like, oh, did you hear that? It's like, what are right. you worried about? Yeah, of right. course. I, like, you're doing this on a, like, a... And also, is that ringtone really necessary? Well, she needs to know when it's sexy time and when it's just normal time. She, and she also knows which you guys want to are. Answer she the has phone. multiple different personalities that she uses. So, like, she clearly has these appointments set up and these guys on caller ID. So it's not just, like, a random guy calls her and she's like, who would you like to talk to? I want Stacy. Hang on my moment, please. Hey there, it's Stacy. Like she doesn't like. Yeah, but I mean, she knows who's calling her. But she clearly just has one cell phone and doesn't really like be careful about it as much right. as she acts like she is. So I mean, if your mom's calling you, just say Happy Valentine's Day. You don't want to be like, Oh hi, sugar. Oh, how your nipples? Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, mom. Um, also, just uh, would people be calling that early? Just like, it's would Valentine's you... Day. She she says in the movie, this is my busiest day of the year. I'm just kind of curious, though, of, you know, you wake up at like 9, 10 a.m. in L.A. and just mm-hmm. go, God, just 
I just need to hear this phone sex right. line right now. I need now. to talk to Katya. I mean, unless it's like international or like there's different time zones or whatever, but it is a Monday, so I it's can't. It's a Monday. It's Valentine's Day. Maybe they were just listening to Romeo and they're <laughs> all horned up. Enough about that. We find out Topher Grace works in the same building as her mm-hmm. at, uh, in the mail room. In the mail room, which starts later than the reception he's desk. A, he's just a simple boy from Indiana that likes a girl. Which we say like four times in this movie. Not enough times because I didn't know if we were in L.A., let alone <laughs> if he's from Indiana. Muncie, so. Indiana. That's where he's from. Yeah, and he does not know that she's a poetry major yet. No. <laughs> Let alone that she's on a phone sex line. So, um, yeah. And then let's talk a little bit. Queen Latifah is she's an angry. agent. She's an angry agent. She's an angry agent. And then it turns out um, her number one client is a 35-year-old quarterback. That um, It's time for him to retire because he did not win the championship, which, question for you, <laughs> if it's Valentine's Day and he didn't win the championship last week, does that mean he lost the Super Bowl? And why didn't they just say the Super Bowl? Uh, well, yeah, if it's February, yeah, the generally, the, I mean, the, well, the Super Bowl is last week. He said last week, Super and the Super Bowl was last week. So if they lost the Super Bowl, they would just say they lost the Super right, Bowl. Right, but they said he just lost the championship game last week. I'm like... The Super Bowl. <laughs> well, he does also say a stupid line where he says, well, I lost in the playoffs, but I was um, all league this year, which is a made up term. Right. It's called all pro. Right. So it was just kind of a weird. Um, Did they ever say NFL or is this some weird like. They just said pro quarterback. But it's interesting because they have ESPN for some exposition about his life. Right. He's listening to Mike and Mike in the morning, which is another <laughs> ESPN show where they're talking about it. He basically doesn't say anything for a while. It's yeah. uh, it's just thrown in that there's this uh, quarterback, Queen Latifah's his agent, mm-hmm. and then he's got to call his publicist and his publicist. So talk to me about who is his effing publicist. Well, his publicist is Mrs. Mrs. Justin Timberlake herself, Jessica Beal. Mm-hmm. Or at least half of her, because it's the thinnest I've ever seen her. Right, right. But the first thing we see, though, is she's um, on a treadmill while eating a sandwich. On a treadmill, something. eating a sandwich, wearing a pin skirt and sneakers. And her phone rings, and she does that, like, dorky, push the button to stop, but accidentally push the button to go faster, and now I don't know how to stop my treadmill. You know, the the football quarterback, he's 35 years old, and everyone is just, like, really running him in the mud about how his <laughs> career is over, even though he was all league, of course. But uh, I'm trying to think back in 2010, but I guarantee that there's quarterbacks playing well into their 30s uh, back then. <laughs> and right now, Tom frickin' Brady won his ninth Super Bowl and is, like, <laughs> like, third in the last five years at 41 years old. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is 36, has dealt with some injuries, but, like, you know, still pretty elite. Still kicking. Uh, Peyton Manning went up to 40, win, like, winning a Super Bowl mm-hmm. at the end. We got Flacco's Ju- not young. Well, <laughs> Joe Flacco. All right. Well, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he's done. That's a bad example. <laughs> You're going to bring up Alex Smith and his broken leg, too? Oh, okay. Yeah, like Drew Brees is like almost 40. We have like so many quarterbacks right now that are still dominating, playing really well into their 40s. And they're just running this storyline where it's like, he's 35, he's washed up. Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is not either aging well. But then I was remember like, no, Kurt Warner played back then. Like into his, you know, this wasn't an anomaly, especially if he's supposed to be an all pro like he is. Right. They're trying to figure out they have a, they have a meeting, um, you know, because he's got to figure out what to do because... Newsflash, you know, first the draft happens and like free agency doesn't happen till March. Mm-hmm. So 
generally you don't talk about that stuff in February that someone's going to get released. Like the new league doesn't start till March. So I just think the screenwriter does not watch or follow anything professional sports. But it was a nice way to know that it's lunchtime now. It is lunchtime. So they go ahead and get lunch and they discuss what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, He's 35 years old. I made all league yeah. <laughs> and uh, He's like, figure it out. Bye. Yeah, figure it out. Well, Queen Latifah was more like, bye. She actually left and said, yeah. put Well, the- Queen Latifah's like, you need to play football. And he's like, but I want a family and children. And she's like, okay. And Jessica Biel's like, mm. And then <laughs> yeah. Queen Latifah's like, peace. You're paying for my lunch. Bye. Yes, it was awesome. I was just like, wow, job security. Um, <laughs> and a little bit about, so that's his problem. We don't really talk to him for a while until he gets in a car accident. Later. Right. So um, Jessica Biel also is very anti-Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, so she's Jennifer Garner's friend that has that I hate Valentine's Day party and nobody wants to come. And it's like the worst thing ever that nobody wants to be at her dumb angry party at the Indian restaurant. Yeah, and it's uh, annual, like always at the Indian restaurant. Yeah. Uh, she has her spot reserved, yep. and it's for people to celebrate how they hate this holiday. There's a heart pinata every year. Um, yeah, and zero people have replied, so she's just not feeling good about it. And then on top of that, her 35-year-old all-league quarterback just can't, he wants to maybe retire, mm-hmm. and he might and then this, is. then this second-rank sportscaster is like showing up at her office to try to like get a story and she has a meltdown in front of him while she's trying to eat chocolate it's 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 rough to be Jessica Biel. Yeah, because uh, Jamie Foxx is, of course, on the street mm-hmm. just doing he these He also hates pieces. Valentine's Day. We did not bring that up, that he he's a playa, he's but a he p- takes playing off from New Year's to St. Patrick's Day just to avoid this day. Yeah, which is, it's good to have a playa break. That's yeah, why there is off-season. So this is his off-season of playa. And, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, before we go further, because I think we've kind of talked about everything, but we got to talk about this little boy with... Uh, well, that's another uh, wake-up-in-bed scene, because Hector Elizondo brings uh, perfume and fresh-cut roses to a sleeping Shirley MacLaine. Yes. Who gives him a baseball book, because Valentine's Day. Yeah, and they said, I wasn't going to get you anything. We said, no gifts. I'll surprise we got gifts. I said, too. Oh, my God. A book so there about are, the Dodgers. So, L.A. L.A. Oh, that's right. We're in L.A. forgot mm-hmm. about that. Are you sure it's L.A. or are they in Burbank? I'm oh, confused. maybe. Maybe. Is I this, don't know. Is this North Hollywood? Maybe that's why it took that kid so uh, long to get to school. Are they in NoHo? <laughs> So, so they have their little moment in bed, and then they come out to this kid, uh, their grandson, who's making Valentine cards. It's the morning, and nondescript time in the morning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these are obviously like dual storylines, but at this point, I think school's starting at 2 p.m. today. Yeah. So overall, this kid, um, he he wants to get um, he's a special love. someone. He's in love. Um, he's in felt love. Felt like we're watching Love Actually all over again. <laughs> Just the poor man's version of it. Yeah. So he wants to get some flowers um, yeah. for for the love. So grandpa mm-hmm. takes him on the way to school. Because there's all the time in the world to get yeah, to school. He takes him to, guess what flower shop? Um, Ash and Kitcher's flower shop. The only flower yeah. shop. So he goes there with no money, with $13 to buy roses. And Ashton's just so, so in love and thinks it's so cute that he's like, I got you, boo. But you know who else comes into the flower shop? Yeah, and then moments later, uh, the, the heart juggling surgeon comes in. Doctor McJerky. He, ta- he invokes the florist code and mm-hmm. says, "I need to." Get- he cuts ahead in line. <laughs> florist code. 
He cuts ahead in line because he's got a surgery in an hour and a half. He's a line motherfucker doing yeah. this thing. Jeez, he's cheating he didn't on have his, his... He's cheating on his florist right now. And uh, he looks at Ashton Kutcher and he's like, they're for both my ladies. And he's like, oh, the florist code, I get it. And um, yeah, and then basically that's where Ashton Kutcher found out that, hey, the guy that my best friend's talking about, he's getting her flowers, but he's also, also still married. Still married. Wow. Yep. And Ashton Kutcher's like, what to do with this information? I just told her to fly to San and Francisco. And he but asked the this only person that you should ask for advice on love, George Lopez. I always, I call George Lopez. I tweet all at George Lopez time. all the time. Like, George, wondering what to do tonight for love. <laughs> um, and George Lopez never tweets back to me. It's the worst. So, yeah. So, Ashton Kutcher's got a dilemma. We, um... You know, we find out that Jennifer Gardner, she's a teacher. She's made mm-hmm. it to school on time. She's she teaching the little boy. Yep. So uh, connected. Yeah. And um, Ashton Kutcher decides to deliver her the flowers from the guy. From the guy. So not the kid. He delivers the flowers from the guy to her, which, why would you deliver the flowers? Wouldn't you just say, all right, I'm not going to. Because he wanted to tell her that he's cheating on her. But he didn't have to bring her the flowers. He could have just been like, hey, I got to talk to you. He wanted to have the whole, he wanted to punk her. Ashton Kutcher <laughs> wanted to. He wanted to punk her. He wanted to be like, "Hey, here are these flowers." By the way, he's still married. He's cheating on you. He's not in San Fran. Oh snap! Again, would have enjoyed this movie more <laughs> if everyone's just acting on their other personas. And then later, he's just Kelso with Eric Foreman down in the basement, and just, just getting like high, smoking weed. Well, and so Anne the... Hathaway is like, "I'm such a nerd and a princess." Hanging out Valentine's Day. Oh man, this, movie, this movie is very lacking. That seventy so show characters. I was, yes. Uh, yeah. So blah blah blah. He doesn't have the courage to tell her yet. No. Well, then there's this like big brawl in the second grade class. So big it happens brawl. all the time. The kids are doing cocaine while they're out in the hallway, and the kids are like amped on the Valentine's Day drug. Um. Okay. <laughs> There's another storyline we forgot. We got Emma Roberts as well. Oh, yeah. Well, Emma Roberts Wants is... Wants to lose her virginity. She's ready. She, I mean, she has to. She's scheduled it. She's going to graduate soon. It's It just makes sense. And Taylor Swift is also and her Taylor best friend. And Taylor Swift is there for no reason with her boyfriend yeah. in real life, Taylor Lautner, Team Jacob. Um, and so she just... They make out all the time, but they're not having sex. Yes. Um... So um, that storyline exists. And then speaking I think of we just em- told that. And then speaking of Emma <laughs> Roberts, I can tell this one quick. Julia Roberts is on a plane. Yeah, she's a, a plane. She's a captain in the military, mm-hmm, I believe, and mm-hmm. she's sitting next to Bradley Cooper. Right, not a bad person to be stuck next to on a fourteen-hour yeah. flight. And uh, they talk for a while, and she's very um, on this whole long fourteen-hour uh, flight, just saying, "I'm only going to be here for a day." And he's like, "Well, must be a special guy." Well, and she's not saying anything. Like, what is this a yes. guessing game? Or it's something? all very but, vague. There's such vagueness in it's, this. It's funny because, you know, what ends up happening with these two are like Bradley Cooper is, you know, in love with the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And then Julia Roberts is actually like, that's her son. Mm-hmm. And But it's amazing it's, that this there's four, so much flirting. 14 hour flight that they don't ever talk about what they're actually doing. Like, you're yeah. just keeping up this thing of like, well, I got to see a guy. It's yeah, just and they're like the playing benefit. Othello or something. Well, it's just for the movie's benefit. They're not going to talk about what they're actually doing. They're just going to hint at stuff. Right. Like... It's really strange. Um, and actually, I looked up what a 14-hour flight nonstop into LAX, like some options of where they could go. There were a lot of 15 and 16-hour nonstop flights. 
The only 14-hour flight nonstop into LAX that I could find is Brisbane, Australia, which, here's my question. Sure, Bradley Cooper, maybe his job had him in Brisbane, Australia. Was this captain in the military stationed in Brisbane, Australia? Well, this is taking place during the Great Australian War. <laughs> um, it was, and she was able to get out for just two days. We, we invaded Australia to try to take their get rid of their dictatorship <laughs> she so. basically was flying in she did a 14 hour so i assume that she was off on the 14th and the 15th so she flew all day on the 14th got to spend a couple hours with her child who was already sleeping and then she said i've got to be back tomorrow which means she's got to get on another flight how early is that flight yeah exactly like what i just i'm just realizing just for valentine's day <laughs> She should have called up Ellen she because loves, Ellen will like get she, you off for like a week. She loves her son. That's true. This was their special day. That's yeah. what Charlie McLean said. I'm kind of I'm just so confused now because there's so much story. There's so much story going on. There's so on much right story, now. and I mean that's the thing. Like I think we've kind of covered the stories as individuals, but there's also all these like intersections right. in all of the stories that kind of make us come to resolutions, like. Jennifer Garner and Ashton Kutcher, they're best friends. They both are in these crappy relationships. Finally, he does this airport run to tell her the truth about the guy. And she's like, you are the worst. It's not real. It's not real. And then she chickens out from getting on the flight and ends up going to the hospital where he works in L.A. and saying, hey, I wanted to surprise my boyfriend. Where is he? And the nurses who know everything about his life are like, ooh. The two most awkward. convenient the two most convenient nurses ever yeah. that have all the information about how long he's been married, where mm-hmm. he is right now, and just everything she needs to know. Yeah. Because um, like literally where he goes to dinner on Valentine's right, Day. Right, because his wife. moments before that with Ashton Kutcher just like running through the airport, going through security, even like getting a flight to go test Teller what's up. She that's not enough information for her of like he's going through so much of a hassle. She doesn't take his word for it, but then she'll just actually go to the hospital to mm-hmm. really find this information out. Mm-hmm. Um then finally, news is broke. She's like, oh, snap. I know what restaurant she's at. I yeah, got to hurry Bistro up. Bistro Garden. I got to hurry Early up. seating. I got to hurry up and get to this restaurant and pose as a waitress just so I, I can. I have to go home, change my clothes, because <laughs> I don't want to look like a cute little school right, teacher right, right, right now. Right. I want to look like a sexy woman that could also put an apron on and be a waitress. So 5.30, she's at the airport. Let's say she is like back home by 6 because there's no traffic in L.A. around rush hour. Um, and then she's to the restaurant by, let's say, like, 7.30. That's not an early seating yeah. on a Monday. So it's off. It's a little off. Yeah, it's a little off. It's a little convenient. But, you know, and also school started at 2 p.m. So, you know, it's been kind of a weird day. So so another intersecting thing is that Emma Roberts is the nanny for Hector Alessandro and Shirley MacLaine's grandson. Edison is his name. Yeah. Um, call him little boy. Little boy. Little blonde the little, boy. The little blonde boy. Um, so she's telling them all about how she was going to have sex. And they go off to the living room so Shirley McLean can confess that she cheated like 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because Emma Roberts talks about how she wants to have sex. And then... Um, and nobody just has sex with one person their whole life. And he's like, oh, what we do. Yeah, he did. And then she's like... I've been meaning to tell you this. I I had sex with your best friend business partner back in the day or something. And then he's just like, what? And she's like, oh, 
I didn't think you would be mad. Or I just wanted to tell you the truth. And it's he's been like, bothering well, me for a while. And, and he's, he, dude, he's effing pissed. Well, and everything was a lie. What yeah. the fuck? You cheated on me like years and years and yeah, years ago. She should have just like shut her mouth and let that die with her. Um, if, if I could just piggyback off that moment as mm-hmm. well. I want to bring up also like her sorry ass excuse for how they get back together. Yeah. Because, you know, she established that like, I think we're both ingredients. It's like kind of like a little too late to confess about it now. Yeah. Uh, especially on Valentine's Day, you know, that I had an affair with your best friend back in the day. Right. Um, so he, of course, goes to, he, of course, goes to this place like Solo. Mm-hmm. That's where he gets paired up with good old Eric Foreman, Topher Grace. Mm-hmm. She kind of says something weird of like, I don't know if you'll ever forgive me, but you know what? You have to forgive me. Because you got to love everything. And then, and then he says, I understand that now. So here's the actual quote that she says to him. When you love someone, you love all of them. you got to love everything about them. Not just the good things, but the bad things too. The things that you find lovable and the things that you don't. And then he goes, I understand that now. And then they and that's kiss it. and then they make up. Yep. Um. What's going on? Well, uh, I, <laughs> the thing he doesn't find lovable is her having infidelity. sex with another man. Yeah. His her, best friend. So by her logic, it's cool that I could just cheat on you. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta love you. Like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I could just I yeah. could just cheat on you every single day. And then I can say to you at the end of the day and just go, well, hey, listen... You got to love someone. You got to love not just the good things, but the bad things. You, you'll have to just submit <laughs> like, and well, understand that. He's got a point. And also, this bitch, Shirley MacLaine, whatever, you know, whatever character she's supposed to be in this movie. I'm confused by that. Her response is also like, you don't need to forgive me, but you have to. What? <laughs> <laughs> Could that work in like the O.J. Simpson murder trial? <laughs> Listen. You don't have to say I'm like not guilty, but you're gonna have to. You have because to say I'm not guilty. You know, you gotta like me for the good and the bad things I do. <laughs> I just don't understand uh, why we're supposed to be like, oh, cool, that was yeah. cute. No, what? <laughs> and we have an entirely different storyline where someone's a cheater. And it's like, wow, do you think his wife was like, well, now I'm mad at you for sleeping with Jennifer Garner? And he was like, you gotta love all of me, you gotta love the juggling and the infidelity. And she was like, guess you're right. Happy Valentine's Day. I just can't think of a scenario where that line actually makes sense to me. It's like, well, yeah, obviously there's like sickness and health. Like, (laughs) you know, getting in fights in a relationship is kind of a normal part of the growth. Like there's good times and bad times. Right. Right. Everyone knows that. It's not all just peaches and cream all the time. But when you're talking about the bad times are that you're cheating on someone. That's where like the line's kind of drawn. You know? I don't know. I guess they thought like the statue of limitations was up on <laughs> the like, affair. So we're old. We're gonna die soon. Whatever. I cheated on you with uh, your best friend. <sighs> we went really fast in time there. Yeah, because the kid leaves after we find out about the cheating. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, we know that Jennifer Gardner has busted Patrick Dempsey at the restaurant. Yeah, that was pretty baller. So yeah, she dressed up like the waitress. Uh, so he's busted. Um, you know, Jessica Biel is having her breakdown where she talked to Jamie Foxx. She's getting ready for her party now. Um, we got the big news from the quarterback that's about to mm-hmm. go down. 
Um, Topher Grace it finally has had the courage to ask Anne Hathaway out to go get some food. Yep. Little boy is leaving for the Indian restaurant. Um, no, he's leaving to the flower shop because he's demanding those flowers. Yeah, he paid for them $13. So we're getting to that kind of third act of everything. But let's talk about the news that breaks for our quarterback. He's gay. Yeah. And he gives off this press conference. Uh, Jessica Biel is there, the publicist. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know who what? we'll later find out is Bradley Cooper is her is his... Hubby. His lover. His, his boyfriend. They his, wanted different things. That's why they broke up. Well, I think he wanted to be in a relationship, but he had to hold it back because he's gay. Yeah. So, well, yeah. He's out he of the closet. What he said during his press conference, though, was... Well, he's not retiring. I'm gay and I'm here to play. I'm gay and I'm here to play. Yeah. <laughs> he probably was working on that the whole time he wasn't talking during this whole movie. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so he's out of the closet. Now let's just go... Third act, Jessica Biel, um, like every publicist does, uh, just goes to her party instead of handles uh, all the PR yeah. hit that her... Well, I mean, once it gets dark out, that's it. <laughs> News doesn't happen that's anymore. It. So she's at the Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, little boy is going to deliver the flowers there. Jennifer Gardner, who has now found out that Patrick Dempsey is like cheating on her. They join each other. Other people show up. Jamie Foxx shows up to this party. Yeah, he works weird hours, too, because he was working first thing in the morning. Then he had this whole fluff piece he was working on. And then he was anchoring the nightly news. Well, because the, the story was breaking and he was going to call it in later. So right, he wasn't he really off working. to go to this party. Well, that's kind of how news works, though. You're not just there all the time. He ran the story and then... Got it. He's going to break the... You know, he, he sent the story in to get edited and he's going to, like... Got it. Read it off later. So he's Got kind it. of on his break, you know. There's union times over here. Um, also, uh, Topher Grace finds out that Anne Hathaway is a phone sex line talker. Yeah. Um, and he's a boy from Indiana. Cannot handle that stress. Yeah, he has a really mature way of uh, yeah. telling her off. Well, he says, I mean, I'd call, she's like, are you going to call me sometimes? Like, I would if I could afford it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, probably not the best thing to say, bro, if yeah. you actually still have feelings for I don't for think her. she, like, deserved that. I don't think she deserved that. I don't think like, I don't know. I don't. I don't even care. So <laughs> Topher Grace is upset because he's got to go to the Hollywood cemeteries by himself. And meanwhile, um, you you just love saying his name, so say it. Hector Alexando. Exactly. He's there just drinking whiskey, <laughs> and they decide to be each other's date. So yep. they go. They talk about love, and Topher Grace is inspired by their moment mm-hmm. and decides he's got to go talk to Anne Hathaway as well. Meanwhile, Jessica Biel and Jennifer Gardner. They're just, just hamming it up over at the Indian restaurant. The little kid shows up. little kid shows up. Turns out the crush he had on this whole time because he thought it was like this little girl who also happens her parents own the Indian so shop. So she's there. So it was convenient that they're both there, but this mm-hmm. movie's a whole convenience. Um, it turns out he has a crush on Jennifer Gardner. And, uh, of course, she has wild sex with him then. Yeah. Again, a movie that would be more interesting than this one. No, I don't think that would be. I do not want to see a little second grader getting on with Alias. And, yeah, and then Emma Roberts there. And then her boyfriend, who they end up not having sex today because you can't force a dance party. And right. um, he happens to be the delivery guy for this restaurant. Of course he is. So they talk about it. They decide that they're going to wait because they're not ready yet. It just has mm-hmm. to happen. And then they just make up. Yeah. And so all is all well. Um, Topher Grace makes up with Anne Hathaway. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Say the line. <laughs> uh, so they make up and her phone rings while they're kind of like making up. Was, and what well, does she say? Well, so first off, it reminded me of the movie Hook when Peter Pan gets his his phone rings <laughs> and it's like, oh, did he not learn his lesson? And he's like, 
hey, do you want to fly? And threw like the phone out the window. I was like, yeah. what a great moment. Yeah. But she says something even better. She says, I'm sorry, sugar, I can't talk right now. And then she hangs up the phone, and then she says in her regular voice, because I need to make love to my boyfriend. <laughs> on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. Because <laughs> I need to make love to my boyfriend on Valentine's Day. No, it's even better because it's like third person, because she's like, oh, sugar, she can't come to the phone right now, because she's going to make love to her boyfriend on Valentine's Day. Yeah, and then... Uh, He's like, then she's like, do you like makeup sex? And he's like, I actually really do. She's like, oh, yay. I'm like, what the fuck? We're supposed to really like enjoy those two. We're supposed to be like, wow, they're just such a quirky couple. I'm glad he could finally come around (laughs) because she's a great person this whole time. She just had this one thing that he didn't agree with, but he learned to like, we're supposed to really root for them, but I just don't because they're awful. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, and case closed, it's over. Um, <laughs> you know, dance party in the Indian restaurant at this point. Because um, there was a wedding going on at the same time on, uh, yeah, on Monday. On, on, Valentine's, on Valentine's Day. Day <laughs> at an Indian restaurant. It's, it's cool. Uh, so dance party. <laughs> and uh, Jessica Biel realized that she wants that Jamie Foxx love. And uh, she shows up during Jamie Foxx's breaking news segment about because they, her. Because they frequently let just anyone into the newsroom. Yeah, well, I mean, in fairness, she's the quarterback's publicist. Okay. But she did not come in as a publicist. <laughs> she came in like a wrecking ball. And, That's uh, who we're missing from this movie. Then she, I feel like she was... <laughs> she was probably in it. We probably, just didn't couple, know it. couple of years too late, because Taylor Swift took her role. That's true. Um, yeah, and then basically they found out that they're the perfect match for each other, because they both hate this day. Mm-hmm. Well, meanwhile, he's breaking a story about how her quarterback's gay. But he's still going to play and how he has so much integrity and honor. And he uses a good amount of... Gay jokes. Gay jokes. But then they're together. <laughs> we can shut the book on that. Let's see. The old couple's fine. The couple's not going to have sex yet. Um, but what's we, going on with poor Jennifer Garner? Oh, and we also forgot to mention that Ashton Kutcher went to surprise his girlfriend at, or his fiance. Oh, God. Jessica Alba back see, at the apartment. So fucking stuff in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Ashton Kutcher. Well, you could see that coming because we haven't, like, just Well, Jessica everyone Alba. knew that it was coming. Even George Lopez, who was like, well, he's going in there. I'm going to fish. So he <laughs> yeah, goes right. in he, and he, she's packing all of her things. Yeah, so they're, they're taking a break during their work day. Him and George <laughs> the Lopez. The busiest day of the year where they've already lost an entire truck worth of flowers and they're taking a break again yeah and then george lopez is like well when you go in there i'm gonna go fish for a little while you're gonna take a while it's like all right dude here he is again he's already got two fishing sessions in today uh and then she's packing her stuff because you know she's just not into this commitment she wasn't even wearing the ring earlier right um in the words of another ensemble movie she's just not that into you <laughs> <laughs> and she just got help us out of here so oh, yeah and so- uh now so, he's single. He's single. And Jennifer Garner's single. And we're set up from that old cliche that always happens in the rom-coms. They're, they're the best friends that just can't find love. And it's just, it was always right in front of them. So at the very end, we end with him picking flowers, throwing them in the lake where George Lopez fishes. Mm-hmm. And That's how he feeds those fish that George Lopez catches. I just saw a lot of ducks, so I don't know if he's duck hunting <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and they, Is he eating those fish? Is it a catch and release situation? Which is also a Jennifer Garner movie. <laughs> a Jessica, another Jessica Biel movie. He catches the summer catch. <laughs> so, whoa. Uh, yeah, and they kiss. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are we yeah. good with this bullshit? Over. And then fucking 
what's his name's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you want those those three words that everyone him. wants to hear. Let's get naked. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the last line of this movie. I was just ready for also like the Kool-Aid guy to like burst out of a wall and at the oh, end just yeah. be like, oh yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question because oh, there's a lot God. of like twists in these, like the sun twist, the gay twist, the all of the like Twists and turns throughout this movie. Some were predictable, <laughs> some were not. I want to know. Is this a sequel to Glass? Is if there's one that you tried to predict and you got completely wrong, or if there was one that you're like nailed it. Oh, I mean, yeah, I had. I mean, you know the answer. I've predicted some of them in front of you, but um, my my whole thought process was that Julia Roberts isn't going to see like a boyfriend or a husband or whatever. I thought someone passed away. And she was just going to like the grave or whatever. So Got I, it. so I knew fifty percent that she's going to see somebody it else. It wasn't a love. Um, you can see a mile away the whole Jennifer Garner, Ashton Kutcher getting right. together. That one I don't deserve credit for. That was pretty right. easy. Right. Um, I actually thought that uh, Taylor Lautner was going to be gay. Yes. Because they were talking about having sex, and I thought I was just going to like come out of like give a role reversal, like. You know, I'm gay or something. I don't know right. why I thought. I just, Teen Jacob was going to be right. gay for some Wishful reason. Thinking. It's really hard to do a film focus on a movie that has no focus. There's just right. like nine different <laughs> film focuses. So, um, I think we did our best. Have fun following this. Um, should, we, should we go ahead and rate it? Yeah. So, how many uh, out of five bouquets of flowers, how many, how many bouquets are you giving this movie? I'm going to give it two bouquets. Whoa. Is that high? Yeah, yeah, that's extremely high. I'm gonna give it. <laughs> I'm gonna give it uh, one bouquet. Okay. And one Hershey's kiss. <laughs> and uh, maybe one of those uh, hard, heart candies, just because they're going out of business. Okay. So the the hearts. Yeah. The Neko hearts. Conversation like, will I ever hearts? watch this again? No, I've already watched it You've twice. Watched it twice. That's enough for my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, I give it two because. I support Gary Marshall. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, I support Gary Marshall having a job, but... <laughs> I, give, I give it to because it's such an easy watch, and there are some gems throughout it that are entertaining. Okay, so yeah, there are some gems, but an easy watch? That was a difficult watch for me. Well, because it's one of those things you don't have to follow it. There's just so many things going on. You don't have to follow it. Because you don't care. There's too much to follow. (laughs) I cared about George Lopez and his fishing if Patrick Dempsey could like figure out how to juggle a little better. He was a great juggler. What are you talking about? Well, he wasn't good at juggling his romances. Do you think he got that role because he could juggle? They're like, well, no, he got the role because he's good at cheating on people and playing a doctor. (laughs) We never actually see play doctor. It's kind of amazing. Um, Okay, let's move on. Let's get into some gems. Let's get into some gems. So first gem that I have is the movie being played at the Hollywood Cemetery where Hector and Topher go to drink their sorrows. Mm -hmm. Um, Is a film called Hot Spell from 1958. Uh, The scene that's playing is with a character named Virginia Duvall. That character was actually played by Shirley MacLaine, who is the wife of Hector's character in this movie. Shirley MacLaine's character, his wife, was an actress. Yeah, that's in this movie. That's in this movie. 
Yes, but, but no in one... real in real life, that was Shirley MacLaine. So then, if I can just jump off that gem, though, then she shows up in the Hollywood Cemetery. So she's supposedly the actress that's on the screen, mm-hmm. and she's walking like walking around like, you know, where is uh, what's his name again, Edgar or whatever. I think so. Whatever it doesn't matter. She's like, where is Hector? Uh, where's Edgar? <laughs> whatever. And um, you know, everyone's like annoyed by her, like boosh, quiet, quiet, you know, and he's like yelling. It's like this is the star That's of this the star movie. Star of that movie. Would like, you be like, on. oh man, this is a pretty cool treat. Uh we do get some great fun facts about Valentine's Day peppered throughout this movie. Um, Ashton Kutcher says 110 million red roses are sold on Valentine's Day. I Googled. True. Well, yeah, I'm sure the screenwriter just sat by his computer and just like basically looked up like Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day facts. facts and trivia well, so here's and another just one. throws it in a script like he's like this <laughs> genius and deserves an Oscar. So here's another one. Also, it's a girl that wrote this. Um, Sorry. The, the, the Asian man at the flower mart that um, chokes in front of the camera and that's why Ashton Kutcher replaces him. He also gives a Valentine fact. He says the captain and Tennille were married on Valentine's Day. I looked this one up. It's not exactly true. The publicist for Captain and Tennille announced on Valentine's Day that Captain and Tennille had gotten married, but really they had gotten married a few months earlier in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, also, who wants to hear Valentine's Day facts? Like, I don't on know. Valentine's well, it was Day. Jamie Foxx's first interview of the day. He's a sports reporter, you know? Yeah. He was like, give me a fact, give me some stats. <laughs> that was the first interview of the day that like, we know about. He was like, give me some stats, give me some facts, like, throw something at me. Franklin, in general, he was a gem. Um, his dad was a gem. His shirt over his face was a gem. He he was the light of this movie. Um, yeah, he has this shirt over his head in the classroom scene, and mm-hmm. then he's later, he's a goalie, and he's putting the shirt over his head yeah. while the game's happening because he's just like, I can do this with he my says, eyes You're closed. you Franklin's house now. Even though he does give up a goal, a pretty he easy gives one. gives up multiple goals. Doofus. And then, of course, Jennifer Gardner is able to... Um, Pose as a waitress to bust the juggling heart surgeon because Franklin's dad is the hostess or, Host. or the, what do they call the maitre d'? Sure. <laughs> Whatever. At not this, the hostess. <laughs> the host. The hostess with the mostess. Um, yes, Franklin's dad works at the restaurant where <laughs> Dr. McJuggles is seeing his wife. And yeah. so he allows Jennifer Garner to infiltrate this dinner. And, <laughs> and he's got pictures of Franklin. pictures of Franklin and <laughs> it's all a the... Fancy, it's a fancy white tablecloth place. Yeah. And he's got taped pictures of his kid with his shirt pulled over his face. All the pictures, though. <laughs> all the pictures of Franklin have the shirt over his head, so I couldn't tell what was going on, but I think this was, like, the gem of all gems yeah, in this movie, Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> Julia Roberts, her last name in this movie is Hazeltine. It's actually... <laughs> You could see it on her uniform. They never say it, but you see it on her uniform. Um, her daughter's name is Hazel, and they just mashed it with Valentine. Well, that's so, so her cool. last name was Hazel Tyne. So, like I said, there's like world class writing involved in this movie. <laughs> so, there's a featured extra, Paul Vogt. He's credited as Shouting Sheldon. He can be seen three times in this movie. He plays the Cupid Graham reporter on TV um, when Little Edison is making his cards. He's in the background on mm-hmm. TV talking to Jamie Foxx. He's also in line at the flower shop when Patrick Dempsey comes in to buy flowers and uses the code. 
Um, and he's also the sad guy on the bench with Topher Grace talking about how he burned his girlfriend's house down and now he's alone. Well, and what's up with that guy? I was always wondering, like, why he's in this movie. Well, he's just a featured extra. Um, he's probably best known. He was a regular on Mad TV in the 90s. Okay, gotcha. So it was just like another person to throw in this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought there was like a little bit more to this guy. No, so, that was it. He's just... Yeah. I also thought there's there's a little bit more to this movie as well. So, Agent Rossi um, is in the the very beginning of this movie, of course, from Criminal Minds, the best detective out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ashton Kutcher's like, this day is going to be a great day, and then pulls up and... Cuts him off. Cuts him off, then he swears at him for a little while, and then I was just like, why is he in this movie? He had nothing better to do that day. I guess was he on his way to a crime though? Like I'm Maybe. just wondering if if like Ashton <laughs> Kutcher, if there's like a Valentine's Day crime going on, he's got to go investigate, and he almost like took him out. Another movie I'd rather be watching. <laughs> there's someone out there hidden <laughs> that's like been like abducted, and he's not going to get there because Ashton Kutcher's in Louvre. At the very beginning, when we meet Topher Grace and uh, Anne Hathaway wakes him up. Um, her phone starts to ring, and she's like, oh, shoot, what time is it? She's like, is that the time? And he goes, uh, no, that's three minutes early. Or I, I, I said three, three minutes, minutes ahead, three minutes fast. <laughs> that's, that's, how they, that's how the kids say it. And uh, she's like, oh, oh. And, and she's like, why, why do you set it at three minutes fast? He's like, well, I don't want to be, uh, like, too overzealous or something. I was, just like, <laughs> I was like, what's the point of this at all? She's late regardless. Like, I think it was trying to show that, like, he's really laid back. She's a little uppity. But at the end, there's a switch, and he's being a little uppity because she's so laid back about her sexual career. So I think it was to... Her sexual it was, career. It was a sad attempt to make an interesting character <laughs> arc for the both of them. I just... They never got back to it. Like, I wish there was a scene later of, like, I gotta set an alarm. You know what? Fuck it. No alarms. I just... I don't know. The three minutes ahead thing it was just... What the fuck's going on here? Three but notice minutes. he was early for dinner. Then it would like they they the Whoa, role you, reversal. Well, okay, so that was my answer. You got really in depth with this. Yeah, um, I watched this twice as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moments later, when um, she's taking her first phone sex call of the day, there's a woman that comes outside and she's in a robe, uh, holding a dog, and she just starts eavesdropping on this sexy phone call yeah. she's going, and she says. If it's a threesome, I need to go change. That <laughs> uh, just brings the question, like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I think that was, like, his version of, like, when Rob Reiner had his mom say, I'll have what she's having. Oh, 100% yeah. that's what they're trying to do, but it fell completely flat. <laughs> it was bad. It was this creepy lady in her pajamas outside and an slippers. alley. Like, yeah, and slippers walking also, over. Also, why are you there? Well, she's walking her dog. Oh, yeah. But, but at the same time, like... Who walks their dog in this outfit? It looks like you just came outside to let your dog out. But then she walks right up to her, jumps in on her line, says that, and then walks away. Emma Roberts and her boyfriend, they decide they're going to have sex on at lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's going to Yale, he's going to Stanford. Right. And um, so he beats her to it because he's like, it's time to get on. So he's going to her house, but Emma Roberts isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. So he decides he wrote her a song. Because, of course, every lady wants to hear a song before they get it on mm-hmm. for the first time, mm-hmm. right? But then he decides that he takes his shirt off and flexes for a while. Mm-hmm. Then he takes his pants off. Then he takes his boxers mm-hmm. off. And then it uh, uh, progresses, and eventually he's just in his girlfriend's bedroom, naked, practicing a song in front of a mirror at his girlfriend's parents' house. Yep. 
Um, even if the parents were out of town, would that even be like something you want to see when you come home? No. Like your boyfriend naked playing guitar, especially if you haven't, I'm assuming, seen each other naked yet. Right. Because you haven't had sex yet. Right. Maybe they've had some, uh, you know, some naked They fun, imply fun that time. they make out. Right. They make out. But maybe with clothes on or bra on or mm-hmm. whatever. But he's fully naked in a guitar. So with, with a guitar covering up his good bits, I guess. Um, good bits. Mm-hmm. Um, my point is just... In general, do you think your girlfriend wants to see that, one? And then two, I mean, go figure what happens. You feel really comfortable in the middle of the day to just be naked with a guitar. And half of their clothes are on most of the time. So why at lunch, though? Was it because that mom's at work so we can sneak home at lunch and do this? Yeah, because she had to nanny later in the day. She told her teacher that. That's right. Okay. (laughs) She couldn't have a meeting with her teacher because she had lunchtime sex scheduled with her boyfriend yeah i don't know it just seems like you know they were already discussing that they could have sex later mm-hmm. that night it just seems like rushing it to just do a quickie when you've never even had a firstie right um at your they just wanted to lose it yeah it just seems like it would make more sense of like let's get a hotel also room how and... long is their lunch period when they didn't even start class until two o'clock in the afternoon right well, so some of us went to normal public school, and mm. you do get off-campus lunch when you're wow. at junior, senior. So, really? But the funny thing is, unless you live close by, because we had a few friends that live like five minutes away mm-hmm. from uh, the school, so you're able to like just go to their house and hang out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't, I, I wouldn't make like a 30-minute visit, so. Well, it doesn't take a high school kid that long. Jessica Alba basically just moves out. And then we see her checking into a hotel mm-hmm. and then just walking literally down the street with this dog that she kind of just like well, took from him. So on second viewing, I noticed that she was making a phone call that was just going to, it was ringing and ringing and went to voicemail. So I think that's implying that she was calling Kelso. Oh, okay. I guess. But I mean, wasn't it, answering. a lot of implications there, but really it was just like that storyline was just like right. done. Well, it would have made more sense if then they cut to him, but instead then they cut to Patrick Dempsey. I'm like, is she calling Patrick Dempsey? Yeah. I mean, is he, is he hooking up <laughs> with her too? She's the third one. Oh, because he juggles. Juggles, he juggles three ladies. That's actually brilliant. All right. Well, there's another movie. That was some fun gems. Should we do some trivia? You got some good trivia, right? I got some good trivia. All right, let's do some trivia. How do you like that trivia? So the credits are in alphabetical order at the beginning of the movie, which means Jessica Alba has top billing, but she was only in five scenes. People are upset in the audience. Like, I thought this was a Jessica Alba movie. I came, I came to see more Jessica Alba. Gary Marshall, a huge baseball fan, insists on having odes to baseball, specifically the Dodgers, in all of his movies. Uh, opening credits, there's a featuring shot of Dodger Stadium when you're coming up on the skyline. The Asian people at the market are holding a foam finger and wearing a Dodgers shirt and a hat. Uh, Hector gets a Dodgers book. Yeah. Um, and then the very last moment um, with Jamie Foxx and Jessica Biel in front of the green screen, one of the other screens that's next to them is a shot of Dodger Stadium. So baseball heavy. Yeah, it's kind of hard though because this movie was just cramming so much LA um, bits and scenery and like elements into mm-hmm. it that I just didn't re- I would ever notice that he's like oh he's a big Dodgers fan yeah 
another piece of trivia. The rumor is Gary Marshall had it in his contract that Hector Elizondo would be in every one of his movies. Um, and he has been in every film he ever made as either a major, minor, or uncredited role. Most notably, he was Barney the Concierge in Pretty Woman. He was also Joe, the driver slash Queen's boyfriend in Princess Diaries 1 and 2. Um, and of course, he was Grandpa in this movie. Who was he in uh, New Year's Day? He was the guy that fixed the, the ball. Uh, he was the guy that fixed the ball. Got me All again, right. Gary Marshall. <laughs> All right. Well, Gary Marshall likes to use a lot of the same actors in his films. Julia Roberts was obviously Pretty Woman, and Hathaway was obviously Princess Mia. Yeah, yeah. Runaway Bride as well, Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Larry Miller, the airport gate attendant with the blue shirt that was, like, yelling at Ashton Kutcher. He's in a lot of his movies. The, oh, you mean, like, the, the agent where he's booking the ticket? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Pretty Woman and Princess Diaries. Yes. Taylor Swift actually wrote the song Today Was a Fairy Tale in the summer of 2008 and she kind of stored it away in her backlog Um, and after she was cast in this movie she offered the song to the film because she didn't think that um, it would fit in her next album. So she had wrote the song for herself, wasn't really feeling it as a part of her album so she gave it to the movie and said you can release this as a single. Interesting. The hotel where Topher Grace and Anne Hathaway's character have their Valentine's dinner is the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, which was the same hotel that was featured in Pretty Woman, uh, all the way to the bench outside where she's making her phone call is the exact bench that Julia Roberts sat on when Richard Gere came to her and said, so you want to just stay with me for the night? And she said, you betcha. Interesting. Anne Hathaway's on her phone sex line. So mm-hmm. there's just some the kind of... Uh, it's a sexy bench. Sexy bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it also the hotel where right. Jessica Alba was right. checking into? Yes. As well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had to like, tie it in for some God forbid reason. it wasn't tied in. Um, Ashton Kutcher's flower shop claims to be 2173 Rosewood Ave in L.A., um, I looked up that address. It doesn't technically exist. The closest intersection are Rosewood Ave and um, Vermont. Um, what's located right there is the California Highway Patrol right now. So no flowers. No. No flowers. I was lied to. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but it was his family's shop. No flowers. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Sandra Bullock, and Jodie Foster all turned down the role of Captain Kate which is Julia Roberts' character. Um, Julia Roberts actually turned down the role in The Blind Side to play this. Oh, what a good choice. And Sandra Bullock turned down this to play in The Blind Side. So guess which one made the better choice. Well, I thought Julia Roberts was supposed to play Michael Orr from The Blind Side. Oh, so that would have been a cool mashup. Yeah, it just didn't make sense because it turns out she's not a six foot six black kid. So weird. So, yeah. So weird. But she can do anything. Yeah, Julia Roberts <laughs> is the best. Speaking of other potential casting, Katherine Heigl was considered for one of these roles. I searched and searched and I couldn't figure out what it was. Basically, she didn't get it. She dropped out because of salary demands. Um, but you can kind of guess what role would most likely be hers. Jessica Biel. I think so. Julia Roberts, her paycheck was reportedly $3 million for this movie. Just to be on a plane. So Not bad. I did the math. Um, so that's, she said about 250 words 
in this movie, so that's about $12,000 per word. Um, she also filmed in eight locations, so the seat of the plane, uh, airplane bathroom, airplane hallway, the gate, taxi, desk, baggage claim, limo, kids' room. That's eight different locations, so that's $375,000 per filming location pretty good i make that on a tuesday <laughs> i like i like the uh the word count because i mean we made a lot of money on this like film that? focus so, i know. You know so the cast of valentine's day is a super cast and eight of the cast members of this movie were also major uh, roles in yeah, yeah. marvel or dc movies can you name at least four of the eight yeah i can i can definitely try I'm going to try for all eight, though, because you're saying Ooh. there's eight out there, right? Yep. Bradley Cooper in Guardians of the Galaxy. One. Jennifer Gardner in Elektra. Her name is Garner, but yes. Topher Grace is in the Spider-Man movies. Nice. Um, he plays, like, the Venom, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. So I got three. One more to, to match what I challenged. You're missing two, like solid ones. Yeah, so Jamie Foxx is the villain in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Nice, right? that's good. Um, Electro. Oh, jeez. Uh, so I got four, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at four. So, you, so you, I got, I'm halfway there. You've hit the goal I set for you. I'm halfway there. Oh, Anne Hathaway is Catwoman in uh, Batman mm-hmm. uh, The Dark Knight Rises. I mean, Jessica Alba's in Sin City. Nope. But that's a comic book movie. Right, but that's not Marvel or DC oh, okay. comics. So, but ju- the way you looked at me was Jessica Alba's mm-hmm. good, but it I gave you a hint. It doesn't count though if I can't really tell you what Jessica yeah, Alba's you gotta, in. Yeah, you, you know it. I know you know it. Oh, you know it. You know you. Know um, it. you got three left. What was Jessica Alba in then? Because I know there's Sin City, but maybe you didn't see her. Oh, she's in Fantastic Four. She's an invisible woman. There you go. Oh, God. The last two are major characters. The last two that you need to guess are major characters in this movie. Right. And they are in scenes together. Like, they're in the same pod. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jessica Beals in Blade Trinity. Yep. So then that means... Um, this one's really obscure. Is it, though? Because, like, I i mean, I know the movie exists, but I didn't know this character even existed. Is it the dude from the... Is it the football player? Mm-hmm. Eric Dane. Yeah, I'm not going to get this, because I don't know anything about That's him why, yeah. besides, like, Grey's Anatomy. So, so I'm bowing out. I got, okay. the, I got my seven. You got seven, which is That's so respectable. That's, extra, like... Extra That's, credit. That's yeah, cool. you did great. All right. Um, Eric Dane was in X-Men Last Stand as Multiple Man. I do not know what that is. We saw X Men Last Stand. I don't know. What is Multiple Man? I don't know. I guess it's a man that's of multiples. That's it for our trivia. Okay, well, that was a lot of fun. Good. (laughs) That was a blast. (laughs) So, this movie was. It, it took more of a chore to talk about it than to watch it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, generally people do not enjoy this movie so i'm not in the dark i think there's just kind of a select few though so it's um, a it's a pretty rough run yeah i got some pretty bad reviews uh (laughs) justly so so Mm. um yeah well roger ebert said it best Um, what did roger ebert say valentine's day is being marketed as a date movie i think it's more of a first date movie if your date likes it do not date that person again (laughs) if you like it 
there may not be a second date. Mic drop, <laughs> Ebert. All right. So, of course, this is a rom-com. Yeah, cliche heavy. Cliche heavy. Um, <laughs> you and I both, um, before doing this show for our top five section, we have kind of came up with our top five cliches in rom-coms in general. Yeah, and as, ones that were utilized in this movie. Right. So, without further ado... Let's do our top five picks. Well, it's not the bottom. It's the... Filling you in. picks of all time. Top five rom-com movie cliches that are used in this movie. Because there's a... Like, they just kind of... There's a lot. I felt like I was watching Not Another Teen Movie at times because they just kind of hit all the notes. But... I know. Why don't you kind of give our top five? All right. So, number five, we've got the choreographed dance scene. In this movie, at the Indian wedding... Um, Everyone just knows the dance moves. Everybody like knew all... it. Like, it, I mean, it was a quick one. It wasn't your like classic long one. You like, if you blinked, you'd miss it. But they did do like Jessica Biel was involved in a choreographed Indian wedding dance. It gets so annoying because it always happens so much. Like, there's like a high school dance, you know, unless it's like a movie like Grease and stuff. Right. Where it's just clearly like that's the style yeah. that we're going for. It's just the, the fact that everyone just knows these moves like there's like a rehearsal mm-hmm. or something. So that, that was a pretty solid number five. What, yeah. What's the number four cliche? Uh, number four, we've got losing your virginity cliche. In this movie, Emma Roberts is set to lose her virginity because she's got to do it before graduation, before they go off to their schools. Uh, so she schedules their sex. Yeah, and of course the boyfriend gets naked and plays a guitar at yeah, her parents' house. That happens too. Yeah, that's pretty. That's not a cliche. That was a one of a kind kind of gym. Yeah. Uh, number three, the cheater getting caught. Um, obviously, that was the bistro garden. Early yeah. Seating. Well, yeah. I mean, he gets caught. Patrick Dempsey juggled way too much, mm-hmm. uh, too many hearts in this one, metaphorically and physically. <laughs> And she confronts him, so she gets the big moment where she realizes it when she goes to the hospital, and then yeah, she she decides payback is a bitch and makes sure that he knows she knows. Number two. Number two. Airport run. In this movie, Ashton runs to stop Jennifer Gardner from going to San Francisco. Yeah, some scene taking place at the airport where it's like, stop that plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think the best scene ever is uh, Liar Liar. When he yes. <laughs> That's not a rom-com, though. Oh. So, <laughs> um, yeah, of course, Ashton Kutcher uh, has a book of flight. Yes. Uh, can't get through security because yep. someone's taken forever, which actually is really accurate. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's able to just run through security barefoot to just kind of tell her to not get on that plane because he's cheating. He's just yeah. being a nice friend. Yep. Good friend. So they had the cliche there, but he's not essentially uh, trying to tell her that he loves her for one like last. Right. It's uh, it's chance. more the it's the airport run though. The airport run is what we're talking yes. about though. Um, um, yeah. And our number one is of course confessing your true feelings for the friend that was just right under your nose the whole time. The best friend fall in love cliche. It it's happens. Beautiful. It has to exist in all of these, and it's funny because. People try to pull it off like we're never going to figure this out, right. but it just happens every just single always, time. Always, The truth is if there is two good friends that are male and female in this movie, sadly, they're just going to end up together. Yeah. No if, ands, and buts about it. Oh, there are some buts. Especially like this one was, I predicted this one like right away. So that was our top five. Yeah. We got number five, choreographed dance sequence. Number four, losing virginity cliche. Three, the, the cheater. There's a cheater, the cheater that's caught. caught. Airport run, best <laughs> friends fall in love. 
Mm-hmm. So now what we did is we've taken those top fives and we both in the rom-com genre of stuff. Yes. Kind of came up with what our best version of all these top fives are. So let's just do uh, the number five list. Uh, choreographed dance sequence. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you got? So I decided that I think the best choreographed dance scene ever was She's All That. Um, when they're at prom and Usher turns on Funk's old brother and says, y'all dance to this thing I taught you. So that kind of explains why they all know it. But nothing really explains why they're the greatest dancers that ever existed and there is no awkward teenager at this prom. They're all gorgeous, beautiful, amazing dancers nailing it they he gives like cues he's like now part like the red sea and go down the line and they're like boom done it there's like guys doing like jump spins it's it's great no boobs pop out like if you're dancing like that boobs are popping out so i've never seen she's all that and (laughs) well tune in next um, week for when we review that movie no 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 more um (laughs) I'm willing to predict, though, in your top five, I've probably never seen any of these movies. Lies. Okay, well, we'll see. If you haven't, then I get to choose from this list so, what we're going to watch next. Okay, so my number five for uh, choreographed dance sequence in a rom-com, um, unexplained choreographed dance sequence. <laughs> this might be cheating, but I kind of thought about this for a while, and I, you know, I know it exists in kind of movies, but I kind of wanted to do a little different. Uh, I picked ten things I hate about you. And I kind of picked the Heath Ledger impromptu trying to win Julia Stiles oh, back yeah. where he starts dancing in the stands. He sings, um, what was that song he sang again? You're just too good to be true. Yeah. And then he like also like paid off like the band to play at that time. And like he kind of had like, you know, they didn't practice that, but right. he, he slipped some money that he was getting paid to pay off the band to help him back him up mm-hmm. on it but obviously they didn't have any rehearsals into it so I feel like mm-hmm. this falls into the line of he's got this whole song and dance performed where someone gives him access to a microphone right he sings while she's at okay. practice and then the band starts playing a song and then he dances and purposely like evades a security guard during the whole process right. smacks one in the ass at one point yeah 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 um okay rest in peace Your right. pleasure R.I.P. Um, okay, so who do you got for number four, uh, the lose the virginity cliche? I think it's done much better in the movie Clueless, starring Alicia Silverstone. Okay. Um, I have seen Clueless, so there you go. It. I was going to say, let's do that one. Um, so Christian, the new boy at school, uh, he's gorgeous. He checks all the boxes because normally she says, well, I'm saving myself for Luke Perry. Um I'm never going to date a high school boy, but Christian's hot. Um, So he asks her out. They hang out. Um, She has him come over to the house when dad's not there. Uh, Tries to bake cookies, gets all sexy. They watch Spartacus. um, And he turns her down because he's gay. Right. But um, part of the cliche, though, is like losing it before a certain time. Was was in Clueless, was she like, I need to lose my virginity before I graduate or something like that? Or well, she, did she just want to? Well, her best friends had sex, so she kind of felt like it was time for her to have sex. Yeah, that's true. So it was the, it's the, you have to lose it. Um, 
scenario. It wasn't that she wanted to. It was, well, now Dion and Murray are doing it. Yeah. And now I don't get to talk about it with anyone, so time no, for me to have sex. The, the cliche plays out that way as well. Mm-hmm. Generally, there's always, like, this ticking time clock. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to lose it. Um, so, for example, my number four, I picked American Pie. Right. Um, I think that's as classic yeah. as it comes. And it was very realistic, too. Yeah. Just immature boys just all kind of putting the pressure on pressure on mm-hmm. themselves. And what I always loved about American Pie that was just, like, so super sneaky smart is the boys are all very immature about it and unprepared. And mm-hmm. I mean, Jason Biggs has sex with a pie at yes. one point. But all the women are actually more, like, sexually mature. And, right. uh, like, all, all all the female characters, I always just thought that was great because it always seems like, oh, this is a total dude movie to watch. But right. all the dudes are kind of, like, idiots. Yeah. And the women are all, like, actually put together and experienced right. and mature. I think it was the last so. time that Tara Reid was put together. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about her. Um, Cheater getting about, caught. Well, hang on. Uh, a consolation too. I, I don't know if this really works as a rom com, but just a little title, Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, I think it's just like I just it has to be mentioned. His ticking so. clock was just like was yeah. their ticking clock. Well, of like pre- this has to happen yeah, before you die. Come on, come on, bro. <laughs> All right, um, I'll, I'll start this one off. Uh, Cheater getting caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you should do this one because I, I think mine's better than yours. Oh, so. well, honestly, I think this movie did did it very well. Um, I will Valentine's say Day? Valentine's okay. Day kind of nailed it. And I'll say that because it's almost seemed like they wrote this scene and then wrote the rest of the storyline around it because they were so proud of themselves for like the little scene they wrote. It wasn't well written. You see Jennifer Garner like trying. Like she does this this thing where like when she first gets around the table and like looks at him like, haha, I got you. The second he looks away, she looks at the wife just to like get a good look at her because that's what you do as a woman. If you find out like you're the other woman, you want to see that woman and like measure yourself to her. So she actually, even with the terrible script she had to work with really tries to play it well so I liked that but my you know backup cheater getting caught was uh, uh, Daniel Cleaver in uh, Bridget Jones Diary because she thinks he's cheating then she's like I'm so sorry I thought you were cheating and then she opens the bathroom and there's this like hot naked girl and the naked girl goes oh I thought you said she was thin so it's just like stab her twist the knife bye bye yeah um Okay, so a lot to unpack there. One, <laughs> one. that's what I was saying earlier. I think overall the movie with Ashton Kutcher, Jennifer, Constant Gardner, um, Patrick Dempsey, I feel like that whole movie was written and then they decided to throw all these other stories around it. Yeah. So that's why I think like that was like more of the well-written like, out thing. Right. So I will agree with you. It worked out very well and that's why we're talking about this cliche. But... It's been a while. I've only watched the first Bridget Jones Diary, and this is in the first one, correct? Yes. Um, I will say that was really brutal. And yeah. I was thinking of putting that actually on my list, but one, I kind of felt out of place because I don't really remember most of it besides <laughs> she has a diary and she's Bridget Jones and we kind of have some fat jokes and yeah. there's a bunch of Englishmen in it. Yeah. That's all I kind of remember. Oh, I did two Jane Austen novels so far. <laughs> Look at me. All right. So you ready for what my number three is? Yes. So this is, of course, in the rom-com category, uh, Cheaters Getting Caught. Notice it was plural there. Mm. I picked one of the best rom-coms out there, um, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. <laughs> so Does that count? It's funny and it's romantic. He gets her, a, he wants to get a bunch of dozen red roses. Hi, like a dozen red roses, please? Oh, nice doggy. 
I mean, it's it's romantic. That was the best flower shop scene His until best friend, this movie came out. He, the whole world betrayed him. <laughs> I fed up with this world. Come on. Can we do that movie? Cheater. Of course we can. <laughs> I do that movie every day. No, I just think like that's the, the definition of it. You know, they're cheating and she caught mm-hmm. him in the end. And then guess what? Johnny kills himself. Spoiler. <laughs> um, in case you weren't going to accept the room as mm-hmm. a proper answer, but I think it's the best answer. I mean, answer. it's a drama. Drama, funny, you can laugh, you can cry. It's the room. It's America. Um, I also picked another one, just in case you're going to give me grief about picking the room. <laughs> um, I picked old school. Okay. So old school isn't really, like, I feel you'd call it a rom-com. Uh-huh. But it definitely has all those right? elements of Luke Wilson trying to get the girl. Mm-hmm. It does have that element. I didn't use it in this list, but the best friend's um, fallen in love eventually. Mm-hmm. But I think in the history of me watching movies, catching someone cheating on you, no one did it better than old school. <laughs> where Luke Wilson... It starts off right at the bat. He's having a bad day where he gets in the taxi cab and he's like, excuse me, I don't have a seatbelt. He's like, I suggest you start, stop being such a wuss. <laughs> You're in the back seat, smashes his head, gets home early. And then uh, who's his wife? Again? Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis is in bed. She's not just cheating on him. He comes home and he's like. Oh, like, she's ready. Oh, you're ready. Wow. I think this is kind of hot. And then it's just like two naked people come from behind Blindfold. him. Blindfold. and grabbing him. He just starts screaming. It turns out she wasn't just cheating on him. She's having an orgy while he's out of town. <laughs> I think it was just beautiful. Yeah. And then it's, of course, followed up with he's at uh, Vince Vaughn's wedding. Yeah. And uh, he's sitting down. He's like, true love's hard to find. Sometimes you catch the red eye back home and then you find your wife in bed with a bunch of random people having an orgy, you know, and they're like, all right, buddy. Number right. two. Is... Number two. I'll start this one off. Um, the number two cliche in a movie is the classic airport, get the girl, get the guy, or tell them that don't go to San Francisco because <laughs> whatever he's cheating on you. Where are my shoes? Dude, where's my shoes? Um <laughs> I picked the wedding singer. I did too. Okay. We're cute. All right. Ding. <laughs> we don't have a bell, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll add one later. Yeah, put a sound effect in there. And there go. Ding. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, nothing beats it, right? No. He's writing a love song, and then he runs to the airport. The only thing is a first class ticket. His and friend his... helps him pay. Yeah, because flock of seagulls guy. Um, yeah, so he pays for it. <laughs> I also love when he says, you're going to pay me back, right? He's like, uh, no. No. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, you know, we can go one step further. Like, it ends with the freaking Girl With You song, which I think is one of the best love songs that's ever been. Yeah, written. I mean, that's when Adam Sandler was just in full control. He yeah. wasn't in this whole Netflix Adam right. Sandler mode. Where right. He just doesn't care as much. But, yeah, The Wedding Singer is great. That's my wedding song. Number one. Number one. Confessing the, the, your true feelings. The one that always happens. The best friends fall in love. Confessing yep. that feeling of you were just always in front of me. Mm-hmm. There's only one movie that really should be the number one of this. Okay, there's only one because I have I picked a movie for number one, so I wonder if we have the same thing. When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, I've I picked When Harry Met Sally. So that's 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 really cute. Our we top two. Top two. We both yeah. are in agreement yes. with this. I argue that my my other three are way better than yours, mm-hmm. but you know. I don't know. When Harry Met Sally, it's just, it's the definition of this movie. Yeah, it's, it's, 
the movie for this. Um, it's what all movies that have best friends fall in love are based on. Yeah. That's why there are so many. So we could either hate When Harry Met Sally for doing this to us, or right. we can love them. But a uh, beautiful scene at the end of this movie. Um, they were best friends through two-thirds of the movie and got in a fight after they had sex. Um, yeah. And then, and then just, finally he had a moment where he just realized it and he ran to her and he gives the greatest speech of all time. And he said, you know, I'm the reason I came here on New Year's Eve was because when you realize that it's the person you want to spend your rest of your life with, you want to start the rest of your life right in that moment. So that's why I'm here. And it's just fucking great. Yeah, no, it's actually awesome. And then, of course, it ends with their interview talking about the whole history of them. And, and Harry Connick Jr. What? <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I just think it just sums it up. And yeah. I mean, it's not even like done as a cliche. It's like yeah. kind of eventing what other movies are yeah. trying to chase. Because... Fun fact. Okay. Rob Reiner is Gary Marshall's ex-brother-in-law. Oh. All right. Um, anything else you want to add? We're wrapping up this Valentine's Day. I mean, I will say that I wanted to take on the challenge of focusing on an ensemble cast mm-hmm. with all these different stories, and I think that we did. Um, and I hope it works out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a good sign. I hope up, y'all so. can follow what we right. attempted to say. Hey, so this was really fun. It was. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, Happy Juliet. Valentine's Day, Max. This is the Film and UN Show. We'll keep covering the movies if you keep listening. Juliet, what are those devices they can listen to us Well, on? you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please rate and review us on iTunes. And let us know how many bouquets of roses you would give Valentine's Day. Yes. Please. And maybe how many Hershey kisses Ooh. You know that you'd give anything in this movie. But give you know? us five stars. Give us five stars, of course. So thank you all for listening. Have a happy and safe Valentine's Day. Until next time. And don't forget those three magic words. Let's get naked. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. It's floating pictures, it's so great. Movies, so join us, everybody, for the Film and You Win Show. Let's get some lunch.